You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. War go Auburn fans, and welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion here on the E2C Network. I'm your host, Kyle Loomis, and I'm back again to talk about, thankfully, an Auburn win for Auburn men's basketball. The Tigers get the victory over the South Alabama Jaguars by the score of 90 to 81. It pushes their overall record to 2 and 2 on the year. We're going to break down all the action and the stats from the game here right now. I want to thank you for joining me once again and I'm happy to report that this is going to be a much more fun podcast to talk about uh basketball for Auburn because it wasn't the worst shooting performance in the land. In fact, it was one of the better shooting performances in the land. Completely night and day difference for Auburn men's basketball the past two games. And thankfully, uh, when you kind of look at this in retrospect, one of them's on the road and a neutral site. Well, not even a neutral site. It was on the road and one at home. You can probably find some reasons why Auburn had so much better success in this game as opposed to the last game. Uh, but nonetheless, we'll break some of those down and look at some of the stats as to why that might have happened. I do want to start with some general notes, uh, as we normally like to do about the game within the game, things going on with the program. Obviously, everyone here is still on Sharif Cooper watch. Now, we used to have the term Sharif Cooper watch mean for his recruitment. Now it's become, will Sharif Cooper ever see time as an Auburn Tiger? I personally still don't have any updates or rumors that I'm hearing. Pretty much it, what you're hearing is what I'm hearing. I have no inside information. However, I can say this. That if you were watching the broadcast tonight, you'll notice that Sharif Cooper was in the house and he was sitting there in his street clothes. And I believe if I was seeing that correctly, he's he was actually kind of in the stands. Maybe I saw that. I was a little busy during the game tonight, so I wasn't able to actually investigate that fully. But the fact that he's actually in there in the arena, that to me says something. Uh, the fact that he's not completely removed from the program, that he can still be in the gym. You know, for those of you that may be coming in late, supposedly there's some eligibility um, allegations out there where they'll actually be able to play this year or not, uh, and they're being investigated right now. We're trying to actually ha- see if that'll come to fruition, if he'll actually be able to play. But I think as time goes on, we're getting less and less hopeful. And here's the funny thing. From the few fans that were actually able to attend tonight, you were even hearing chants of Free Sharif or seeing the hashtag Free Sharif. That one doesn't roll off the tongue. We used to say Free Dangel all the time. That one kind of it enunciates itself. Free Sharif is really bad, and I'm probably going to slur that a couple of times. And I promise you, I'm just, <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah, I do a podcast, but I, I just struggle to talk sometimes, as you can tell. Some more general notes. We finally see the COVID setup at Auburn Arena, and it's not much difference from what we've already seen at the tournament that Auburn was in. Uh, and also the visiting uh, game that we had down in Orlando, Florida with UCF. 
The uh, student section is non-existent pretty much. Uh, they pulled the bleachers back completely and used that space to spread the actual bench and coaching room out uh, to continue to maintain social distancing parameters, utilizing masks on the sidelines. So it's nothing much different. It's just finally it, we're actually seeing it come to fruition in Auburn Arena and what it'll actually be like this season. And I got to tell you, it's pretty sad. We speculated about how much that was going to affect uh, the team, Auburn, but also the visiting team and not having to deal with the jungle being up close. Here, I was naive and thinking that they were going to have some of the stands down for these students to be in, but I guess that kind of doesn't make sense. If you need to spread people out, don't have them in the lower bowl and you spread them out in the upper part of the uh, the bowl and in the middle section of the bowl. So it's really weird. And even one of the commentators on TV, they said, this feels like an AAU game. And he didn't mean that as a slight, but if you know anything about AAU, it's like, uh, I want to call it uh, prep basketball, getting those type of athletes ready to play at the next level. Um, And you'll see some crowds at those games, but not a lot. And it kind of looked, sounded, felt like an AAU game, except with a lot more talented players because they're here at the college level. Another thing I wanted to talk about, we addressed this a lot and have kind of talked about it leading up in previous episodes to this game. You know, continuing to invest in the Alabama teams, it's always nice to see them coming into Auburn Arena, and we've even done a favor to a couple of them. In fact, last year we went down to South Alabama, nearly took a loss at the Jaguars on their home court if it wasn't for one Isaac Okoro pulling off a circus shot to win the game. And that's kind of, I think, when everybody realized, wow, we got a talent on our hands right there. So just kind of a little retrospect looking back there and nice to see them come back to Auburn and us return the favor to them, except that we actually won last year as well. But this time we kind of put them away just a little bit easier. So now let's actually get into the game itself. We'll talk through how the game actually flowed, uh, some of the storylines coming out of the game, and then some of the stats as well. So for the first half, Auburn got off to really hot shooting, something that we haven't seen uh, at least in a couple of games, and especially in the last game. But with the hot shooting, it made it very difficult for South Alabama to really find its footing in the first half. There were a couple of moments where you might have seen them do that, but even without the crowd, even without the students, it was really hard for the Jaguars to get themselves established in the first half. However, even still with Auburn shooting very well, which would lead to a record performance, the Jaguars were unable to mount any sizable type of comeback. There were a couple of runs here and there, and they just didn't really amount to much overall, and Auburn was able to keep them at bay, even though South Alabama outscored Auburn in the second half, and that results in your 90-81 to win for Auburn over South Alabama. So for the couple of storylines out of this, the first big one for me, and it always starts right here, we look at the starting lineup. A little bit of a change tonight. Justin Powell gets the start over Tyrell Turbo Jones as the point guard. Now, this is a little bit interesting because in our last episode, I think I believe, if I remember, I speculated that I didn't think it was time for a change, and I thought it was a little bit too early to make that type of choice. However... I'm not Bruce Pearl. I'm not paid millions of dollars to make basketball decisions, and he knows what he's doing, so I'm not going to argue with it. And he clearly knew something tonight. We're going to talk about how well Justin Powell did in just a second. Uh, But the starting lineup changed up with just Justin at uh, the point guard tonight. And the starting lineup stayed the same throughout the night. Otherwise, JT Thor, Alan Flanagan, 
uh, Jalen Williams and Devin Cambridge. Just Justin Powell was the change tonight, and I think it worked. It really did. Bruce Pearl knows what he's doing. I think he saw that Turbo could have been doing a little bit better in some areas, and Justin had kind of shown a little bit more promise, at least right now. But here's the big thing is that we really want Sharif in that role, and without him there, we've got to figure out who gives us the best uh, opportunity to be most successful. And right now, at least at this point in the season, it seems like that's going to be Justin Powell. And it means he's going to have to play out of his true traditional position for much of the season. But he seems to be making the most of it. Speaking of Justin Powell and others as well, tonight was a record three-pointer game for the Tigers. If I have my math correct, 22 three-pointers for Auburn, which breaks an Auburn, excuse me, I think that is, let me make sure I actually corrected myself on that one, three-pointers, uh, it says, tw- yeah, 22, 22 total, I thought I had a 23rd there that I had missed, but 22 total breaks an Auburn record, and that ties an SEC record, so you can see how much the Auburn Tigers really wanted to be back in their home court, and how much more comfortable they are there even without the fans there to cheer them on and to mess up the opposing team. So an incredible shooting performance after one of the most abysmal shooting performances that I've seen from Auburn Tigers in quite some time. Here's the thing, though. I'm going to give you a positive, and here's the negative now. The free throws continue to be nightmarish, not as bad as the last game. I've never seen 30% from the free throw line quite like I have against UCF. But here, it really wasn't that much better overall. Uh, 57% for Auburn. That has got to improve, or they will continue to get in situations like they did against UCF and probably not be able to mount a comeback if they do get behind, especially on the road. Got to give credit to Michael Flowers of um, South Alabama. We kind of jotted him down as a player to watch coming into this game, and he fulfilled that. And it kind of was the Michael Flowers and Justin Powell show in this game in terms of stats and numbers and especially shooting. And so they put on a great show tonight uh, for Auburn and South Alabama. So let's walk through some of the statistics here for Auburn especially, give you a breakdown of what happened and some impressions of that. Hey, Auburn family, we're going to take a quick breather from this episode to bring you an important message. One of the most well-known things about Auburn fans is how loyal they are, and we show that loyalty by the colors that we wear. Let us help you stock up on those colors by going over to our tpublic.com store. There you'll find a variety of merchandise geared towards designs based on E2C Network and Auburn content. While TeePublic is known for their t-shirts, they have a wide selection of merchandise options for you to select one of these designs to be put on. They also have other types of apparel, stickers, mugs, and much more. Here's the beauty of it. Your purchase will help support this network and the content that we regularly produce. The purchase will also go to support independent artists who put a lot of hard work into designing these concepts, especially for you, the Auburn family. And did I mention that they regularly have sales? T-shirts for $13? You have to be kidding me. If you're ready to explore your purchase options, head on over to tpublic.com slash store slash E2C Network. You can also get there by going to our website at e2cnetwork.com slash support. Now that you've got some options to suit up for game day, let's head back into this episode. Before I do that, let me just say that because he's right at the top of the list. JT Thor... 
uh, you would just think with the, his build, he's so lanky and he looks so almost wiry that he wouldn't have a lot of body control, but he is a smooth individual. And I love seeing him have the basket, his hands on the basket right there in the paint. He can do some incredible things with that length he has. So I'm really enjoying watching JT Thor flourish as a freshman. So speaking of, we'll start with him. 10 points for him tonight. Alan Flanagan with 14. Uh, Jalen Williams with 13. Justin Powell. Hello, sir. In your first start, 26 points. 26. Very good night for him. And then Devin Cambridge rounds out the starters with 12 points. So whereas in a lot of the last games we had a lot of bench production in this game was not the case. Turbo got zero points. Dylan Cardwell got zero points. Um, Chris Moore had five. Babatunde Akingbola had two points. And Jamal Johnson had eight points. And let's remember that Jamal was kind of the one, especially in the last game, that kind of led the way scoring for us. Uh, so when you, it's, it's interesting because it's kind of like that conundrum. You love it when your starters are scoring all the points and kind of leading the way for you, but you do want to see some pretty significant contributions from your bench. And we were seeing that in the first couple of games, but there were times where the starters were a little bit more inconsistent in their scoring amounts. So it's kind of like, what do you do? I'll just take it, whatever gets us a win on that night. And so I'm okay with the bench not scoring as much tonight. Uh, let's look a little bit more Justin Powell here. 26 points. Seven for nine from the field, seven for nine from three-point land, seven for nine. That's incredible. He also had five of six free throws, so he was not the problem tonight in terms of free throws. Jalen Williams was the problem tonight, (laughs) one of four, uh, and also Devin Cambridge was 0 for 2. So when you really look at the stats of the free throws, there weren't too many shot for Auburn, but still not good. Got to prepare, got to be better at that if you're going Uh, to be a competitive team this year in non-conference and in-conference play overall. So, obviously, Justin Powell sticks out very well for me. Let's look over on the flip side for South Alabama. We talked about the matchup of Powell versus Flowers. Flowers had 29 points tonight. He was 11 for 20, 2 for 7 from 3-point land, and 5 for 7 from free throws. So, here's the thing. They're, uh, you know, 29 points for Flowers. It was The next highest score was 19 of LaCour. And Walker had 18. Outside of those two, really not much action, though, in assistance. And honestly, if they had had a little bit more uh, help, had a little bit more scoring ability for some of the other players, this could have been a much more dangerous game. I mean, Auburn only won by nine points, and there were some runs by South Alabama there that could have made it very, very competitive and just a little bit more scary. Here's something that kind of sticks out to me, though, and we're kind of going back to the whole Justin Powell versus Turbo at uh, point guard with the switch out tonight i thought maybe we'd still see some pretty even a distribution of time we did not tyrell jones only had nine minutes of play compared to justin's 31 and that was pretty pretty significant taking a walk down some of the team stats here to kind of round out our uh, statistics discussion 52 percent from the field for south alabama 56 for auburn obviously heavily contributed by 54 percent from a three-point land for the Auburn Tigers. We already discussed free throws, so I won't lament about that again. Auburn had a ton of turnovers tonight, 18 to South Alabama's 11, and that resulted in 18 points for South Alabama as opposed to nine off of turnovers there. Auburn continues to dominate the rebound, and I think that's a lot of what you're seeing here is this kind of taller, younger 
talent that Auburn has accumulated this season is really paying dividends in the paint as they continue to not only win, but usually dominate the rebound margins, especially defensively and also on the offensive glass as well. Defensively for Auburn, they had four blocks, a lot of that talent and young, tall talent that we were just talking about, and six steals. But here's the thing, South Alabama had 12 steals, contributed to all those turnovers that Auburn had. But with all the turnovers, Auburn did share the ball very well. 24 assists. You heard me right. 24 assists. Nine of those come from Justin Powell. So Justin had a great night. That's hard to ignore. But he also had a great night in terms of sharing the ball. And he's doing what a point guard should do is set up others to be successful, especially you're seeing the starting five that he played with there for most of the time. But also when he's making other people successful, then he's open for the opportunities that he usually is best at taking, and those are the three-pointers. So I think so far, game one with Justin as the point guard worked very well, and I'd like to see that uh, going forward. All in all, it's a great home win. Auburn never trailed. Uh, they never tied, uh, except for you know the 12 seconds that the game actually started. So I guess technically they were tied at the very start of it. Uh, so to get out to a lead maintain it, fight off any runs is a great way to start off your home season and a great way to bounce back from a very frustrating loss and a very frustrating offensive performance down in Orlando. Let's move on and take a look at the next game we have coming up, or supposedly, I'm a little bit confused by this, I'll be honest with you, and I'm sure there's some official word out of it that I've I've actually missed, but I'm just going to kind of give you my impressions of it. The next game should be Memphis, who is and 3-2, uh, it's supposed to be at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 Central, uh, coming up this Saturday, the 12th. Don't know the TV situation. Don't even know if this is actually, like, truly going to happen. There's a lot of, like, unknowns about this, and we'll talk about why in just a second. But let me just preview Memphis for you. They're coming off a win currently from Central Arkansas, 85-65. to 65 and they will play Mississippi Valley State before they would play Auburn as well. So they'll have an opportunity to continue to get better. Uh, No big signature wins, and I won't even call this really a big loss for them, but it was just one that stuck out to me. Western Kentucky, that's kind of a mid-major program that's done well lately, so it's not like it's a bad loss to me, honestly, but I was just kind of shocked to see a program like Memphis lose to Western Kentucky this early. So here's the thing. This game was supposed to be what was going to be a great event called the Holiday Hoops Giving um, Event Jamboree, whatever you want to call it, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, in my hometown, I was going to be able to attend. Not so much the case anymore. Uh, other than Auburn, the matchups were going to be Kentucky and Georgia Tech, Clemson and Alabama, Mississippi State and Dayton, LSU and South Florida, and uh, night. And obviously, the last game of the night was going to be Auburn and Memphis. And I think most of those games are still going on if they can uh, go to the respective courts so that's the thing here is originally this wasn't on Auburn's schedule when you first did our season preview now it is the time set but the tv's not set and I, I can't get an official word on is this at Auburn is this at Memphis are they still doing it in Atlanta um, honestly I'm sure the information's out there I just don't have it in front of me right now I do hope that this matchup happens though because I'd love to see um, Auburn a rising power in basketball coming up against a program that is very well known for being great at college basketball and probably maybe on a a lower level right now. Honestly, the matchup we would have wanted to see last year was going to be Wiseman um, and Isaac Okoro. Uh, We will not get that, obviously, this year, but 
uh, it would have been nice to see that. Thankfully, we're just getting some college basketball this this season, and that's all I'm happy about. A couple of players for you to keep an eye on with Memphis in this game. Uh, offensively, Landers Noli, a sophomore guard who's a pretty big guard, six foot seven, sixteen point zero points per game. Um, so not the highest we've seen, but he seems to be very talented, very lanky. Uh, and so that could be a deadly force there. DJ Jeffries, a sophomore forward, is going to be their leading rebounder, 6.3 rebounds per game. Looking at some of their roster, it feels like they're very similar to Auburn. A lot of young, big talent. Uh, and when I say big, I don't necessarily mean you know six foot ten, you know six foot eleven, seven footers or anything like. But when you see like guards and small fours in that six foot eight, six foot seven, six foot six range, I mean Justin Powell, our point guard, six foot six. Um, that's that's a nice like stock of athletes to have, and so I wonder how talented this group of athletes is going to be for Kentucky, or not Kentucky, Memphis this year. So we'll see, and we'll break down that game as soon as it comes out uh, this Saturday, and hopefully everything goes according to plan. We get some information on what's actually going to be happening, and we continue playing college basketball this year. I want to hear from you uh, after you've listened to this show in uh, social media, or you can even email us, or on the website. Uh, what are your thoughts about this game for Auburn and impressions of the program at this point in the season? Let's keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inside the Jungle. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?